This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 619, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, October the 17th. Welcome once again to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 619 as we take a look at some of the selected releases from the week of Wednesday, October the 17th. Uh, diving right in, there was a lot of books that came out, um, but uh, first let's talk about some of the books I won't be talking about that I did not have a chance to read yet. We have new issues of Aquaman, which is uh, continuing the Drowned Earth uh, storyline. Uh, it's a tie-in to that. We have a new issue of Damage, Darth Vader, a Deadpool, Secret Agent Deadpool, Green Lanterns, Infinity Wars, Weapon Hex, Justice League, Justice League Dark, Luke Cage, Marvel Zombie, Mr. and Mrs. X number 4, New Challengers, Nightwing, Old Man Logan, Runaways, Shuri, The Life of Captain Marvel, Unstoppable Wasp, Thor, Venom Annual, Weapon H, What If Marvel Comics Went Metal with Ghost Rider, and X-Men Black Mystique. So with all of those books having come out, what did I have a chance to read? Well, that is a great question. Uh, so I didn't get a ch- chance to read a lot of books. As this past weekend, I was actually away on a, a camping trip with my five-year-old son, so there was not a lot... That I had a chance to read before I left. Um, it's funny. So I read a bunch of stuff, and then when I came back, I was uh, I was making sure I was prepared for an upcoming interview that I actually just recorded uh, with Mark Wade, and I wanted to. So I wanted to have all the issues of the of his ruse run uh, very um, fresh in my mind. So didn't really get a chance to read anything new because I've been going back and reading stuff from basically 17 years ago. Uh, so first up, we have Astonishing X-Men number 16, which is uh, Intel or Heart Stop Part 4 by Matthew Rosenberg and Greg Land. And um, I'm really enjoying this book. I think Greg Land's artwork is very enjoyable uh, for the most part, although I, sometimes I don't know if he can quite get uh, Alex's face right, uh, Havoc's face right. Uh, but I, I like the team up between the Reavers and, and uh, Havoc. I thought that was really cool uh, to kind of see them team up to rescue, uh, you know, both of their, you know, they have respective comrades that have been uh, captured by one, so I thought that was an interesting idea. And then uh, the way that the uh, Reavers kind of turn on them and are able to interface with the Sentinels and start fighting against the X-Men, I thought was pretty cool as well. Uh, interested to see how the storyline is going to resolve itself, but generally speaking, I think it's been really enjoyable. It's had a... You know, a pretty good sense of the, the characters, and it's put them in a good sense of peril. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it an 8. Uh, unsurprising, since it's my favorite number to uh, rate things as. Uh, next up is Batman 57 uh, by Tom King and... Uh and Scott, uh, sorry, not Scott, uh, Tony S. Daniel. Uh, this was really thrilling. Um, it was an interesting juxtaposition between, uh, you know, a story a story time when uh, KG Beast was younger, and uh, you also have KG Beast fighting uh, Batman in the here and now. And uh, extremely thrilling, extremely well, you know, well illustrated and the, the fight sequence is exciting and visceral and uh, having the story as well as a juxtaposition was really thrilling as well. Um, really added a different level. Uh, there's a ferocity here, which was really interesting. Um, I like the, the even the uh, the layouts on the page when they're doing the story. It was very reminiscent. I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but uh, it was very reminiscent to me of Fables um, in terms of there was always a lot of kind of lavish artwork on the page to kind of around the typical grid, and that's what we got here. Um, and the fight, again, was it was a brutal one, but uh, it was one that felt very earned, and, you know, this was Batman kind of fighting dirtier than normal, and uh, there's just something, too, also, the idea 
that you have the, the the cowl partially damaged and you can see Bruce's naked eye and there's something unsettling about that because we're used to seeing just the you know the kind of the white eye slits but actually seeing Batman's eyes as he's you know firing a I guess one of his his grapple guns right into KGB's face it's pretty crazy um, there's just a level of ferocity to it and uh, you know again there's a choice that be, is made here and uh, basically he seems to leave KGBs for dead and that's pretty crazy too and um, yeah no it's uh, it was really interesting and uh, again this juxtaposition um, you know, between what we think we're seeing and what we're actually seeing was again something pretty interesting as well and um, the idea of the similarity between KGB and Bruce Wayne um, uh, as, as you get this story told what you think it's one thing and it ends up being something quite different um, was interesting and um, again the, it was very different from what most people would have expected and I thought this was really good and really enjoyable and um, yeah no, this was this was great so this is this is a, yeah, an issue I would highly recommend again very very entertaining um, it was a great conclusion it doesn't really resolve a lot of stuff but it resolves the most immediate issue, which is KGBs versus Batman, and does it exceptionally well. So I give that Nate as well. Uh, next up, we have Daredevil six hundred nine, which um, was was good. Um, I like this. It was it was different. It definitely felt like a very different uh, issue to have. This is the the death of Daredevil, um, and you have you know Matt Murdock's you know in. I'm trying to, you know, I read this like a week ago and I already can't remember exactly what happened, but um, the idea that you have uh, Matt Murdock kind of getting hit and you have this idea that he, you know, he might be dying and him in his mind and uh, very interesting as you kind of go back in time and see other things that have happened. Um, and, you know, just it's kind of the decisions that Daredevil's making here was very interesting and different and, uh, yeah, crazy. And I'm excited to see where we go and what more we get to see and uh yeah this was uh, it's funny I'm, I'm flipping through it i'm like I, re- I know i read this but i already forget part of this um but uh you know sewell's got a really good sense of the type of daredevil stories he wants to tell uh the artwork is very enjoyable it's different um it's kind of an, an ethereal quality that you know I, I don't think a lot of artists would even necessarily have um so it definitely gives it a very different sense of visuals um but this was this is very entertaining and uh yeah, Phil Noto is really killing on an art, and this was enjoyable. I liked it quite a lot. I'm going to give it a... I, I think it, it might actually be an all-eight week. It's all books I kind of enjoyed so far. Uh, next up, we have uh, Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man 311. Uh, this is written by Sean Ryan, artwork by Juan Fergari. He penciled and inked it with artwork, sorry, color art by Jason Keith. Um, I felt like this issue was too easy in a lot of ways, like... I just feel like there's a real sense of diminishing returns with with Moreland because when he first showed up, like it was it was the storyline, like it was the thing, you know, it was a it was a battle that every every step of the way it felt like this was it, that this could be it, like you know, Peter was going to lose, and every it just it, it just had this monumental epic feeling to it, which is pretty impressive when you consider it's just a new villain that no one knows before, and you know, and it somehow puts Peter Parker through his paces to the degree that you know it really was a really thrilling ride. And then when you bring him back, it felt like it, not that it cheapened it, but it just felt like less when it was in the other. And but at least it still felt big, but again a little simple. 
And then you had the Inheritors, which I was never a huge fan of as a concept. I thought it really diminished Morlin and uh, made him less less notable and less unique. And then you have him here, and he's back, and he's you know the idea that he's been you know defeated three times, and he really has a has a grudge against Spider Man. But this felt like Spider Man. It just felt too easy. Like I, I think part of it, uh, not that I ever want things to be prolonged unnecessarily, but this felt like maybe if this had been a couple issues, it might have felt like it was more earned or had a bigger sense of, of dread, and I just don't think it ever really got there. I never really felt that way about it, and uh, we'll see what happens in the next issue, but even, like, you know, they kind of have this search for this MacGuffin in, in the form of uh, J. Jonah Jameson looking for the dimensional um, you know, uh, traveler, and, you know, he gets it, and then Morlin immediately, like, shatters it. It, it just, I don't know. I, I was not... It's not a bad issue. It had some great moments. I just felt like it, there's a lot of diminishing returns with uh, with Moreland and what we get from a Moreland story. So I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. It was not bad. It was just, I don't know, something was quite a little bit off. It felt a little easy. It didn't feel it didn't feel like there should be a sense of impending doom. Like, there should be a villain that Peter Parker quakes in his boots. Like, this is the guy who's fought him to a standstill. He could barely stop him. He got lucky the kind of the first time. Um, you know, and... And really, the second time, like, you know, it was pretty brutal what it did to Peter and what he was able to then do to Moreland as a result. So it just felt like it should mean more, and I don't think it got there. And that was a little disappointing. And that's why I think that, you know, it's a 7 out of 10 and not something higher or better. Because I don't think it really, you know, achieved um, what a Moreland story could and used to mean. It used to mean something. And again, when you keep bringing them back and it doesn't really feel like it adds something new, um, I was just a little bit bored by that. Looking forward to releases that came out uh, the day I'm recording this on the 24th of October. You have uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 32. Uh, let's see, we got um, just looking at the different companies here. Um, I believe there is, let's see, Action Comics 1004, uh, new issues of Batgirl, Batman Beyond. Detect- uh, there's a Detective Comics hardcover Rebirth Deluxe Collection. Book three, Ooh, that's a mouthful. Batman Kings of Fear number three of six. You got the uh, trade paperback of seven of Batman The Wedding. Uh, you got Deathstroke by Tony Daniel Omnibus. I'm surprised that's actually happening. I'm curious about that. Uh, you got the Flash Starting Line Essential Edition, which is covering the first, I think, 12 issues of the new 52 version of Flash. Uh, Justice League Odyssey number two. Old Lady Harley number one. Uh, of course, it was going to happen eventually. Why not? Uh, you got the uh, Titans number twenty-eight, and uh, you got the United States of Murder Inc. Trade Paperback Volume One: Truth. Uh, over at IDW, you have Star Wars: Tales from Vader's Castle, Star Trek: TNG: Terra Incognita number four. Uh, you got Uncle Scrooge: Trade Paperback. Uh, volume 11, Whom the Gods Would Destroy. Uh, over at Image, you got Rat Queens, Redneck, Regression, Days of Hate. And at Marvel, you have Amazing Spider-Man number 8, uh, Cable Soldier Axe hardcover. I can't, I'm actually surprised that's actually coming out that way. Uh, the Hunt for Wolverine hardcover. Uh, Infinity Wars, Arachnite number 1 of 2. Uh, you got The Return of Wolverine number 2. Uh, Century number 5, Spider-Geddon number 2. Spider-Girls number 1. Kind of on the edge if I actually want to buy that. Uh, True Believers, what if Craven the Hunter killed Spider-Man? I believe that's part one of two of a two-part story, though. Like, the first part... I could be wrong. Maybe I'm totally misrepresenting that. I think I am wrong. I think I'm just connecting it to two other Spider-Man focused what ifs that came out in the wrong in the same period. Uh, you got a what if Thor, which is actually a new book. X-Men Black, X-Men Black, 
juggernaut and then you have x-men red so some good stuff coming out that hopefully we'll be talking about on our next reviews episode uh coming out next week uh this episode again is coming out on the 25th of october uh tomorrow i'll be uh releasing the episode where i talked with mark wade um about exclusively about his work on ruse uh the uh sadly lamented cross-gen book from the, the early 2000s so make sure to stop by and pick up that issue uh, you can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for uh, listening to the episode, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>